everybody this is everyone's favorite minx minx couture as you guys know i am so excited to sit down with like-minded individuals to talk about amazing things that are going on in the underground and i have such a dope interview planned and this is a gentleman that i met on on the internet and it's gonna be funny because y'all gonna call me a hypocrite when i get done when i was talking so much shit about instagram but we gonna get right into it so this is a person that I really, really admire and respect, and you guys are going to get to know him. He's also a Patreon member and valued supporter, and I'm super excited to work with him, and we're going to talk about what he does, how it benefits you as artists and producers and just any content creators in general. All right, so I have the one and only Marvin. What up? <laughs> <laughs> how you doing, Minx? Thank you for having me on the uh on the show this is awesome i like it like it a lot oh yes I, I really do appreciate you know i definitely do appreciate having you come on um likewise so marvin um why, why don't we start with how we met i like to tell I like to talk about how we met because some people <laughs> they, they really think i'd be running out here this covid19 weather and i'm just rolling, <laughs> rolling up on mofos like what's booty <laughs> Yeah, it was as organic as possible for sure. <laughs> it was definitely organic as possible. And I think I did. I I think I might have found you. How did I find you? You might know the story a little better than I do, actually, because I think I found you on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was definitely on Instagram. I remember the day. I remember the time. I was surfing Instagram looking for music, and I happened to come across your page because you actually shared a dope ass artist and. I left a comment and then we just got to talking after that. Uh, there it is. Yep. Oh yeah. That's the first step. Yep. Yep. And I think that's, that's basically been our relationship since then. It's just uh, going back and forth on dope musicians and, and just like creating content and just, you know, you supporting me, I supporting you kind of back and forth movement. So it's, it's been dope so far. Oh yeah. Oh, exactly. And you know, one of the things that, that I enjoy the most, um, it's pretty much the fact that, you know, we have so much in common, but not in like, let's say a cringy way. Um, <laughs> I would say one of the things that, you know, I, I, I was telling one of my friends about this. I was like, yo, I literally like got on the phone and we talked like you said, hey, can I get your number? Let's talk about, you know, what our ideas are. And we just got to talk. And I think our first conversation was like, what, three hours? Three hours. Yeah, it was like three hours, yo. <laughs> just going back and forth. But that's what happens when two creative giants come together and they're just like, yo, what's good with you? What was good with you? All right, I feel you. Yeah. We literally talked about everything under the sun when it came to music and kind of just building relationships and business and what we thought works in the industry and not. So 
yeah, it was definitely a helpful conversation for sure. So let, let's start. I mean, I, I think your page, um, which I was so drawn to, was the overall like support that you have for the underground and the fact that you have an amazing eye and ear for what's out here. Like, how did you get started with the FAMCO and what does the FAMCO mean to you? Uh, so basically, uh, just a precursor, uh, if we go way back to about 2000, end of 2014, end of 2015 was when I first got, in my, uh, got my start. Uh, I had a uh, brand previous to the FAMCO. It was called Cuts Creativity Under the Surface. Don't steal that, anybody watching, okay? <laughs> Creativity Under the Surface. And um, me and my business partner ran that for about four and a half years. And uh, we basically did fashion, music, just putting different artists on in different platforms from different demographics. Um, I'm originally from Jersey City, New Jersey. I live in Seattle now. And my business partner was still in Jersey City when we were running our platform. So we got that kind of bi-coastal feel. Um, I was basically in charge of doing everything outside of the actual website pro, uh, website coding and graphic design elements. So I basically put, put on, I, I would go out to different creatives. I would shake hands, tell them that we have a platform where you can be seen in New York and New Jersey. The people from the East Coast, let them know you can be seen in Seattle and Vancouver and just really opening up different demographics to artists that were previously unreachable. So um, we started off with that. I, will, uh, I got my first big gig in Vancouver Fashion Week back in 2014. And that was like, from there, I just started to connect with a lot of different um, a lot of different artists, a lot of different musicians that, that go to the show and frequent the show, just kind of shaking hands and doing really that guerrilla kind of connecting with people. And yeah, uh, we do everything from editorial writing to photo shoots, to video shoots, to marketing plans, to Instagram optimization. Like we have basically a one-stop shop for anybody who's looking to take their brand to another level or take their image to another level and also be seen in different forms of content in different areas of North America. So um, I rebranded Cuts into the FAMCO back in 2019, March 2019. And since then, I've just been on the up and up meeting wonderful people like yourself, meeting a lot of different people that I have incorporated into the team. And yeah, and, and we're still pushing and still moving. Well, what would you say is um, some of the struggles of uh, you know, obviously we know social media is a lot different than what it was a couple of years ago. Um, what, what, what are some of the obstacles that you faced with actually, you know, taking your brand to the next level? Um, you know, it's all just a work in progress. Uh, a lot of the challenges that come with just building the brand are like day-to-day -day challenges, whether you're trying to reach new audiences or connect with new individuals. But a lot of the stuff that we've been having a little trouble with is when we connect with artists. And I, and I, and I really, and, and no shame to the artists, no shitting on the artists, but there's a lot of artists that we do connect with that end up saying, you know, yes, we want to we wanna take it to another, we don't take it to another level, take it to another level. And this is before, before any pricing comes in, any service, anything that we're not, we're not charging them for nothing. It's literally like, yo, I think that you're dope. And I have a system of people that you can work with and let's just start working. And, and when, when we'll give you a, a video, let's just do a photo shoot and like getting artists to come and just show up to a shoot on time, ready, prepared. Like I see it over and over again. So it's, that's definitely one aspect of, of difficulty that we've had so far, just having artists actually like that. I mean, the great ones come through with flying colors they're on time. They're ready. Their music is ready. They're just, they're, they're dressed they're, they're to the nines. They come with their best selves. And then a lot of the other times it's like, 
no-shows or people that just don't hit you back. And that doesn't just, that's not just artists for musicians. It could be videographers. It could be uh, photographers. It could be designers. But what I've started to notice is, is that the ones that want to show up and, and the ones that want to build and be creative and, and actually take their brands to the next level are the ones that always come through with flying colors. So I try and reach out to maybe 10 or 12 artists like in a week, 10 or 12 artists to just kind of hit them up and say, hey, I think that you're doing something dope. Let's connect. Let me write an editorial on you. Let me book you for a photo shoot. And like I said, this is before we are trying to charge anybody for anything. I want them to see like you do have talent. You do have something that you can that you can bring to the table for other people to see. And I want to just focus that and spotlight you on that. But a lot of times and I'm and I'm saying 80, maybe 75 percent of the time, artists will say, yes, we're ready to do this. And then they don't show up. So that's been uh, uh, that's been a difficulty since the day that I opened up the brand. Um, yeah. Other than that, it's yeah, you know, do you, you feel what I'm saying? Kind of. Yeah, I, I totally feel you because, you know, it's, it's kind of like a. I would say in a, in a way, like as a podcaster, a person that's in radio um, and, you know, we're independent, you know, we're not like major, you know, big name backing type of situations. Absolutely. Artists are independent. Right. And videographers are independent. Like these are people that are independent. You know, they don't have any major backing to a system with promo or anything like that. And what, what aggravates me, which I do share that aggravation with you because I, I can tell you that several times way before COVID-19, we were doing interviews like this. You know, we had Skype interviews and there were several times that I've been told by, you know, these Hollywood dudes that, um, you know, uh, well, if it's not in a studio location that I'm not going or I can't come or and, you know, the way that I would look at it is, you know, you have to treat everybody as if they are mainstream because you, Absolutely. You, you never know if, if 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 a mainstream opportunity may come because they're watching the little people because that's where they discover people. So Absolutely. they kind of treat us like in a sense, like I say, artists are very disrespectful at times. You know, they they're disrespectful because they're they're as frustrated as we are because they don't know who's real, who's what and, and where if there's an opportunity that's going to take you somewhere. Um, and unfortunately, they do treat us like, you know, they don't have to show up on time. You know, they're not the real, they're not the real deal. They're just, you know, some pretend shit, you know, and it, it, it's very sad, you know, so you, you kind of, in a sense, like when you start throwing around, around pricing and stuff, I know I was very leery in the beginning with Patreon and, and letting people know that, you know, I have a paid subscriber based service. And, you know, I was very nervous about telling people that I do charge for certain services and stuff like that. But I tell everybody, honey, when the bills come, you know, they're not leery about telling you it's time to pay, you know, these yeah, nights. Seriously, seriously. And I think that's really the, the gist of it. It's like, um, you do, we, we, we follow that same business model. It's like, yo, we want, we want to see you shine. You know what I'm saying? We want to see you do your thing. Like, we know that you have dope music. So let's put together a photo shoot. So now you got photos to match that music. You know what I mean? like there's different ways that you can market an artist and promote an artist that is very specific to who they are. But the first thing they have to do is just show up. But, yeah. I, but to, but to your point, it's definitely, they don't know if you're just, you know, are you just for play play? Are you like doing something serious? Is this something that, you know, that could take me to the next level? Am I wasting my time? And I, and I, and I get that, but I mean, I spent a lot of time like putting different teams in different cities and in different states and different scenarios that are solidified people that have great workmanship. And we just want to get the artists into the right place. But a lot of times artists are just kind of like you said, like they're kind of 
Hollywood, Cocky, in a sense, you know? arrogant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. I, I think the funniest comment anyone, like someone has said to me was, you know, I was on the air one time. And, you know, it may have been, what, 10 people tuned in, maybe 20 people tuned in on one platform. Because sometimes people only see that platform. They don't see the other stuff I'm doing. So mm-hmm, I, I texted mm-hmm. I texted the person back. I said, look, you know, I'm on the air right now. I can't talk right now. And they literally texted me back and said, it's not like you're hot 97 or anything. You can pick up the phone. No. So I, I feel some kind of way about that. So I wrote back. I said, it ain't like you, Jay-Z. And I didn't answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, come on. Like, we could do it both ways. You know I mean, that that happens, you know. But the, the best part about those kind of situations, though, is that you know, like you get to weed out who's going to be like somebody who's consistent and really wants to learn and really wants to build in comparison to the people that just say, yeah, man, I want to go do this. I want to be a part of it. I want to, I want to X, Y, and Z, and then end up being, you know, in, in a different direction. So I always appreciate more the artists that are really about their talent and really about their crafts. And literally the only thing that they want to do is get better and better every single day you get to see them in a different light in comparison to the ones that just fall off the wagon. So definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because at the end of the day, you know, we're doing like my, my cousin, he has a very special adage. I like to, I like to use, and I write it on my window and all places that I can see. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty much it's, we are in the service business. You know, our job is to generate services for, you know, a, a major, you know, group of people that have needs, you know, it's not necessarily wants, And once these artists and people realize that, you know, not everybody is going to be like holding your hand, believing in you, they want to see the money. They want to see that deposit. Um, So when we're in the service business, it's like we have to take our feelings out of it. You know, we're here to provide a service, whether you want our service or not, it's going to be a client for every single opportunity and package. So I I had to develop, um, I would say, a, a very, very strong backbone um, in order to say, you know, you may not believe in my brand, but I believe in my brand. And the more that I put belief into my brand and other people that start to believe in it, they're going to co-sign to it. So it's like we absolutely we it's a lot of manifestation and, and things that we have to do because it, it is kind of sad because artists, you know, you guys get the, the door slammed in your face because nobody wants to play your music. We get the door slammed in our face because we have the platforms, but we have the artists that don't believe in our platforms. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's basically the downfall of it uh, on both sides of it. But at the same time, it's like, man, we move it, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got things going on. So believe if you don't want to believe, but we'll see you yeah. in, in the next couple of months. You know what I mean? We'll see you when you see it, I guess. But but yeah, I think that's just basically how artist, artists are just in general. You get the people that are super amped and pumped to kind of venture off into different places and then you have the ones that are just more of like timid i don't want to do anything if it's beneath me or whatever it is but you know what the people that win are the people that go out and grab every opportunity so i am mad at it exactly and and i definitely want i want to take some time and and explain to the audience about how we kind of manifested like a goal and we didn't even mean to um our (laughs) our friend uh paris uh, first of all, I, I that whole venture, I, I really felt like I was like, am I responsible for this? Because I, I didn't know. You are responsible for it. <laughs> you are solely and single-handedly responsible for it. I, I was like, wait a minute. I, I, first of all, I felt like Diddy for a minute because I said, wait a minute, did I just discover 
an artist because, yeah. you know, I've been in this business for years and discovering talent. And, you know, when I came across Paris and I heard his song and then I played it and then you said, yo, this shit is hot. And then you're hot like, the next thing I know, he's doing <laughs> interviews and shit. I said, yo, we are really doing the damn thing. And that's what I'm saying. And that's just how it is. And that's how creative element should be. Like I literally hopped on onto the, um, was it the punchline that he was, yeah. that, you, that you played it on? Yeah, so, so I was listening to the punchline. You played Paris's um, Back On Me joint, and I was in the comments in the section like, yo, yeah. this dude is <laughs> ill. And, you know, and I figured, I was like, I was like, this is exactly what Minx's like, platform should do. It should give people the opportunity to connect with other individuals and demographics and different places that, that they never could have seen before. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, when I heard Paris, I was like, yeah, and yeah, then I, I saw the the flyers and stuff that he was getting ready to do an interview, and I was like, I really sat back in my chair. I said, "Yo, this is a great union because this yeah. was an accident, and this was sometimes accidents that there <laughs> there are pleasant accidents." And Facts. when I met you, it was like it, it gave me the confidence to say, "You know what? Maybe I should try to utilize Instagram in a different way because most of us, you know, we use it to promote ourselves, but." We also tend to forget that there are other people that are also promoting their brand and just to say what up in the comments or commend them for, you know, what they're doing and that you actually enjoy their stuff. I really think it it, it matters. It, it means something. And the fact that we were able to connect on that level just gave me so much hope because there's a lot of people that are afraid to work with people online that they've never physically met. You know, I, I just gave a, a, a mixer to my co-host that's been my co-host for six months. I've never met her physically, but spiritually, I'm like, you know, we've talked about our goals. And, you know, the only thing that was stopping her from having a full legit setup was a mixer. And I was like, you know what? You've been helping me. I got you. And I sent her a mixer. And now it's even better because she has her own platform. So it, people don't realize like the when you're manifesting these things and building these networks with people, you're actually creating like a nice little marketing team of a bunch of us that can put ourselves out there and help other people get out there as well. Absolutely. Yep. And I think that, and I think that's basically the grand scheme of what we do at the fam too. It's just like, we're always, we're always looking for different avenues and different ways to connect people to different genres, to different audiences, to different markets and demographics. And it's like, I, I really feel that. And I, and I commend you for actually giving, giving your, your business partner that you've worked for with six months, a mixer so that she can produce her own content and still kind of be in the game and do what she loves as well. And I think if the world had more of that and less of like, it's all for me, it's all for me, or, or I'm not going to do it if, if it doesn't, you know, benefit me in some way, like that's why the music industry, especially on the east coast is like that's why it is what it is because it's more of a dog eat dog world instead of dog help dog world you know what i mean so right. i i think i i actually commend you for that i remember back because way before i was even doing any of this uh famco stuff or any of the the editorial writing photo shoots or anything like that i was i was actually a rapper as well you know i was like 16 through 20 or 14 through 20 i was trying to do the whole rap thing and like when i found that it wasn't for me and that I wanted to, you know, I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna be real with myself. I can't, this isn't for me anymore. I'm gonna go in a different direction. Every piece of equipment from studio headphones to my M box to my, um, I had an AKG perception mic, everything that I had, I literally just was like, yo, you do music, right? You need a, you need a headphones, you need, you need a microphone. Oh yeah, you know, I got headphones, but I need a mic. And it was just like, boom, there you go. 
Like, oh, you need mic you need mixing headphones. You need yo, boom, there it goes. And just different colleagues, different associates that I was with. I was like, listen, I have no use for this stuff, and like, I know that you could use it to to further what you've got going on. So here it is, Mbox. Here it is, uh, Pro Tools, um, software. Here it is, everything. And that's just the way that the the game should be. But unfortunately, we we haven't come to that point yet. I don't think. Yeah, you know, and and you know, because it kind of reminds me how um, back in the day. You know, a lot of the stuff that we had was was hand-me-downs. I, I don't like to say hand-me-downs. Pretty much my, my dad would get upgrades and then the old stuff he would give it to us to learn on. Um, I do think that one of the things that I, I always ask people is, wh why does it seem like mostly artists or people that used to take the art of being the musician, why do we seem to always find a way to, you know, get into these opportunities where we're not literally musicians anymore I mean, we'll always be musicians but mm -hmm. you know we pretty much step back and say you know what let me see what i can do to actually help the culture why do you think people call us like you know which i've been called a couple of times you know a failed we're failed artists but <laughs> I'm, I'm like how is that like a failure as an artist when you know you look at people let's say like birdman or whoever they don't actively do music they're not active musicians but they're creating labels and, and opportunities for artists coming up. Why do you think people label us as, as failed because we're not active as artists anymore? Um, I think that, I think that may just be a social deterrent for people to act like, okay, well you messed up in this part of the music. So that means that you're just no good at all, or just another way for people to stigmatize the way that, the way that individuals are and creatives are like, listen, I don't see anything as a failure as long as I've learned something from those experiences. So anytime somebody even says, oh, you're a fail, you failed at this or failed at this, like I might have failed in like the broad spectrum of it, but I've learned so much within putting in the hours and putting in the time, like knowing what's up. Like I have a, I have a ear for music because I used to be in there. I used to be trying to record, trying to do mixing and mastering. Like just because I didn't make it in that particular element doesn't mean that I failed in its totality. So I think people really think that success comes from being in the front when in actuality, once you have all the knowledge and you gained all the knowledge and you just kind of switch your direction, now you can proceed in a different manner, which can impact the culture in greater ways. So um, I think just society as a whole has this image that you have to be the forefront or you're nobody, but I'm gonna tell you like this, producers make more money than, than rappers, mi mixing and mastering people, marketing, like you don't have to be up in the front for it to be like, you're a success. Cause as many people up in the front that have the, the idea the ideology of success or like the image of success, but aren't successful at what they do. So I think, I don't know, I wouldn't, I would, I hate the word failed rapper or failed artist or failed. I just think that if you can conceive a way to flip it on its head and use the skills and knowledge that you've learned throughout that art form, then you've actually, you're actually a winner in my eyes. You know what I mean? Well, that, you know, that, that's actually a good way to look at it because, you know, I, for myself, I've been writing for the last maybe three years, um, a book called, um, diary of a failed SoundCloud rapper. And <laughs> people were laughing. I was like, I dropped the, the artwork and everything. I said, this is what the, the book is and this is what it's going to be about. And mm -hmm. um, with Diary of a Failed SoundCloud Rapper, um, I was going to utilize it as a manual for the mistakes that artists should not make um, if they don't want to fail. And failure to me, you know, it means that I don't think you've tried uh, every element or aspect to to get better at 
what it is that you're you're aiming towards because if right. you don't fail then that means that you have no you know if you fail and you just say fuck it then that's it that means you failed that's it but yeah, exactly if you failed and then you say you know what i'm going to take the data of my failure analyze it and then try a different way then yeah that might be insanity but some people are insane like myself i'm insane to win yeah seriously so that's like yeah, you know, I, i'm a gamer right so <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah that's right if, <laughs> if i fail let's say gta 5 if i fail a mission right I literally go back and I was like, you know what? I'm recording that whole thing um, and I'm going to watch the whole thing. And I say, okay, I see where I screwed up at. Okay, so I'm not going to go through this door. Okay, I'm not going to use this gun. And then I wind up succeeding that mission. And and then I'm like, okay, so sometimes we just have to review um, the gameplay and, and say, okay, this didn't work this time. Let me try this again. Or like some parents do, like that have kids that are like 14, 15, which is so weird to me. It makes me feel old as hell when... I have like people I went to high school with asking me, can I interview their kids? I was like, damn, I remember when you had it. Like one of my homeboys, his son is a rapper, right? I met him when he was a rapper. We were like teens and shit. You know, we used to go to all the open mics and stuff like that. And then he, mm-hmm. he has become his son's manager. So he hits me up like, Hey Minx, you know, my son is a rapper. This, this, and that. I said, I don't think I want to interview him. Is he 18 yet? Because I'm like, I hear his music and I was like, I hear his, and it's so weird. Parents that, that are artists need to understand you like hear yourself in your child, your child's music. And Absolutely. it's very creepy. I'm listening to it. I'm like, yo, he sounds just like his dad, but we have to always think about like, you know, in the future, you know, this may not be, uh, a thing for everybody like a lot of people really push so hard for the fame and the fortune not realizing that you know in any successful business you got to say what up to the janitor you got to say what up to the mailman you got to say what up to the the, the, the doorman you got to say what up to everybody that helps make you know that 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 level of success happen that's why when you look at someone like beyonce you know, she's thanking her makeup artist. She's thanking all these people. These are all these people that took their time to make her her. So maybe you may not be the forefront, but you may be one of the people to help an artist blow up and be part of that. Absolutely. And I think that's kind of what the the, the creative scene is missing, especially in the music industry. Is like, yo, you did not fail just because you went and you tried to be the forefront man and it didn't work out. Like, take that experience flip it on its head and like figure out a new way only though if it's in your heart you know what i'm saying only if it's in your heart like it comes from deep within it's in your soul it's embedded embedded in your spirit like if you're doing it just because you want to be a rapper because it's going to make you a million dollars or you're going to get all the girls or you're going to have nice fancy chains like like all that stuff is cool but that doesn't come from in here you know what i'm saying so you can never fail yourself if you're coming if you if you're doing something from within, you can switch it on its head and be a part of something. Or you can you can try just a whole different avenue in in general. But um, failure is definitely like like I, lo- I like your definition of failure. It's just you didn't like failure is when you just stop doing something completely and you didn't try hard enough to gain and accomplish. So yeah, I'm I'm with you 100 percent on that point for sure. So here's an interesting question that that I, I kind of wanted to ask you before, but I'm, I'm gonna ask you now. Sure. When it comes to because you're the fam clothes also um, 
Can you explain the website? Explain the website to the to the listeners of what it actually is. Sure. Uh, so the FAMCO is uh, the Fashion Art Music Collective, the FAMCollective.com. And basically, it is a portfolio of all of the works that our team have done since uh, since March 2019. I have a folder full of all of the stuff I did for the, the previous four years, but that didn't transfer over to what I'm doing today. Um, basically, it's editorials. It's giving people different options of how to capture their brand or capture their music or capture their artistry just on a whole. So for instance, I just got off a call today with a, with a woman out of Cleveland, Ohio, and she was expressing to me that she spends a lot of time like doing Instagram and stuff. And like, she ends up having these really long days away from her family because she's designing the clothes and embroidering the clothes and printing the clothes. And then after that, she's like, marketing it and then after that she's on instagram and doing all these different things and what we basically do is we say hey there's different elements that we can we can capture your brand in there's different markets and different strategies for content that we can implement into what you're doing already and if you want six hours four hours back into your everyday life you know you can let us handle your social media or you or maybe you just came out with a new collection or maybe you just came out with a new music video and you and you want to get build up more more attention to it. You want to be seen in different places. So basically, we we take people's artistry and we just add our expertise to it, so that it becomes so that their projects or their collections or their albums just become bigger than what they currently were at the point at that moment. So you basically you you take people's ideas and sprinkles you sprinkle some crack on it, and then it just yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah just a little bit, a little, just a little bit of crack. Yeah, on yeah. It. <laughs> you know, we do event, we do event photography and stuff too. We New York Fashion Week, Vancouver Fashion Week, like local events. So there's a, it's multifaceted for sure. Well, that's what's up because you know one of the things I will say, you know, I, I was very impressed with um, it's progress, Jay. You know what mm-hmm. he's been working on with you guys, and I, I sat back after our interview and I said, you know, I was like. I'm a little bit disappointed with hip hop blogs and, and just all types of entertainment blogs and, and just editorials in general, because, you know, we are quote unquote, the, the little guy. And, you know, there's been people that, you know, which were very impressed. I, I think my first couple of giveaways I did was articles on, on artists and, you know, people had said to me, you know, Minx, you know, whoever wrote that, that shit was lit. That made me feel like a superstar. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I wrote that. Like, you wrote that? This is what pisses me off, right? We'll say a blogger like myself. I, I tell artists, they're like, oh, you want to do a song review. Okay. I'm like, yeah, uh, give me 30 bucks. I'll do a song review. Now, they get a little frustrated. They're like, well, 30 bucks, you know, all you're doing is listening to one song. And I, I said, okay, well, all right. So here's where I differ. Now, we'll look at another hip-hop blog. Um, and I'm going to put him on blast because F him. Um, Benjamin Einfield, right? He had a he had a hip hop mm-hmm. blog, and you know, I, I really felt like um, it was dope in the beginning because he really did focus on the artists and the culture that came with what this artist was from and their background. And then ultimately, like all these blogs, like XXL and all these other places that are charging people one hundred and fifty bucks to maybe three hundred bucks for an article, um, they're literally just taking an embedded uh, Spotify song and saying this just recently dropped. Uh, I thought it was dope and that's it. And I'm like, that's it. You're, 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 you're 
crying over $30, where not only am I embedding your music, I'm also talking about your other future projects. I'm including a picture. I'm promoting it on my platforms. I'm also adding it to a playlist. Why do you, what, what do you think these artists want when it comes to being exposed in a blog or an article? Like, what do you, what do you think is missing? And why do you think they expect more when they're getting less with the bigger guys? I think that people, it, it's the same reason why people that don't have the money to buy Louis Vuitton buy Louis Vuitton. It's the same thing. I think that it's like people that don't have the money to buy a Ferrari or a Benz, they want to spend every last dollar that they have on a Benz. And that reason is, is because they believe that if they mess with the bigger, the bigger companies, that the exposure will be so much greater and so much better than than if they mess with the people who are actually going to do the the hard work and actually do their due diligence by every dollar that they that they invest into themselves and into the companies that are trying to represent them so um i like i like what you said about the the fact that when i go on complex and i'm looking at an underground hip-hop artist and or or i'm going on uh on double uh, xl and i'm just kind of scrolling through and seeing all these underground hip-hop artists it literally is this person is from Virginia. He released an article, he released an album. Here's his name, here's his Instagram, and that's it. And I'm like, what does that do for anybody? Why would the artist want that? And I think the artists are just more enthralled by the fact that this is complex. This is Hot 97. This is, you know, this, these are the things that I'm seeing every day. And they're like always seeing uh, Breakfast Club interviews. They're like, I want to be a part of that no matter what happens. But in the back end of it, you get screwed because they didn't tell anybody anything about you. They just told you where you lived, what your name was, here's the music, and give me your money. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, they, they, or they, send you, they send you the question in an email and you, you reply to it and all they're throwing is just printing what you wrote about yourself. Exactly. So now you just worked for the company. You paid somebody so that you can work for them. Like, you know, like they didn't do any background information. They didn't look up what your what your history of music was, what your last album was, why this album differs from your previous works, why this video has the certain imagery that it has, or the sound that you went for with this song in comparison. The, 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 the big names don't do any of that for you, but yet people are so fascinated with just handing over tons of money to them because they feel like this is what the big guys do. The people that I look up to, they're on complex, so I should be on complex. Not realizing that those grassroots systems, these $30 for a, for a track review is going to take you, is going to do a lot more justice by your brand and by your music than these bigger companies are gonna do if you don't already have some big buzz behind you. So it's yeah. a crazy concept though. I never understood it myself either. Yeah, cause you know what, the, the other thing, I, the, this is the way I look at things. Cause I've been in the business world, um, you know, corporate America for a very long time. And mm -hmm. what I've noticed is that, you know, these people that write these articles, they're, they're missing a very, very important element, which is when you decide that you want to go, um, which I've been offered a lot of times, um, guest, you know, editorials, like, you know, just a guest, just being a guest for these magazines and stuff like that. Now, mm -hmm. I, I felt like in a sense, I, I felt honored to even be offered it. But if it's something I don't stand for, you know, I, I'm not going to do that for the clout because I know that my writing skills are impeccable. Um, I'm very descriptive on, you know, if someone said I, if someone left a comment on one of my articles that I wrote. Mind you, this is a person that I never asked any money from or anything like that. I just felt like it was his birthday. I said, hey, let me let me 
let me just review your music. And I saw he had mm-hmm. four EPs and I reviewed all four EPs and I didn't have to. So you would think that a person that said, hey, for your birthday, I want to do, you know, four EP review. And I was just going to say, yo, I heard it was dope, lit, post the thing. Hey, I heard it. amazing. <laughs> Play that shit. And No, I was I literally was like, as I sat down at my desk and put on my headphones to enjoy you know, I just, that's <laughs> just how I do it. And somebody said to me in the comments. You wrote, you wrote a novel around I it? I wrote a damn novel. It's like, you know, when, you, when you're listening to the record between track one and three, it just takes you through an element of surprise. As if you were driving through a, a California sunset on a beautiful day. <laughs> this is the shit that I really felt. And, and my man is sitting here looking at me like, what are you listening to? I listen to every single song. And not just 30 seconds every song because i feel like if an artist that puts together an ep the ones that really care about their projects you know that they they set this up a certain way for a reason so when you when i went through every single song and i I did the editorial all that and then i tagged him in it and he read it he was blown away he was like minx you didn't have to do all of that i said well it it's a win-win because you got something for your epk you got some lit lit opinion ad uh, opinion based um post regarding your music and i win because if i ever decide to go to the new york times and say look i want to review hip-hop music and i I wanted to have a spot in this location let me show you my work see now you you, now i I just put myself in the door because you win because you got a dope ass article and i win because someone from new york times will say you know minx couture is a dope writer and yes we want to have her why don't they take that that precedent and and just say to themselves, let me just be serious about this shit? It's because it's they they I I think it could be just a miseducation of the game just in general. Maybe they don't have the knowledge behind them to know like what quality is over somebody who's just trying to take your money. I think that I think that there's a lot of knowledge that's missing in the game and and it comes from the people that they actually look up to not dropping the gems for them to learn in the back end of it. Like everybody, everybody loves Meek Mill. You know, why, why doesn't Meek Mill have the road? Like, this is how I did it. A, B, C, D, E. I didn't mess with this. I didn't do this. I didn't waste time this. Like a lot of artists don't even know that like, if you invest in your own equipment, instead of spending money at a studio, like you're going to see a return on that so fast, but yet Mm -hmm. people want to have the image. Like they're all, in the, 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 oh, I'm in the stew, I'm in the stew, paying $60 an hour to be in the studio. They're there for five hours, that's $300. You could have literally just purchased the interface. Right. You could have been learning how to do this on your own. So I think it's just kind of a, a miseducation and a mismanagement of resources that a lot of artists have. And they spend so much time doing the creative part that they don't even understand that on the back end of that, there's a whole industry part that goes with it too. Like, yes, you want to be creative as an artist. Yes, you want to, to, to like have, get everything that you want to into a project or into a song. But once that song is created, you have to go on an efficient wave on how to get it out there. You have to make visuals that, that are appealing to your brand. You can't just make a project and send it out and think that everybody's just going to go crazy off of it. No, there's a whole, there's a whole structure that goes behind that. And I think that a lot of artists are just miseducated about how the how that process actually goes that's why they pay these big people all this money to do nothing for them that's why because they think that this is the way in 
Well, I, I definitely agree too. That's why you know I'm gonna take a little shot at my homie, uh, podcast Mo, and and I, and I love you. <laughs> I love you to death. No, he he had tweeted something the other day. I think it. You know, I don't know if he was intentionally trying to get under people's skins, but you know, I know he's. You don't know how he is. But he said something about, you know, he didn't understand, like, for instance, why why do podcasts have audios? Like, why do podcasters, some podcasters, they record visuals and others um, do audio? You know, he's like, well, you know, who's going to really sit and watch it? So, you know, most people were like, well, I like to do. I, I'll, I'll just say this. when it, I, I'm bringing this up because it's, it's very important um, for people to understand that people have a lot of different ways of learning. Um, you have some people that are just audio listeners, like, like what, like eBooks and shit like that. I can't stand an eBook. I will fall asleep. Um, I just can't. But then you have other people that like visuals, you know, um, they have to see, um, cause some people like they see things, they touch things, they do things to help them remember what they saw. Um, so that's kind of, I do believe that in a sense where the miseducation happens is because you have certain people that learned from my podcast because they saw the visual of me showing the article. You have other people that are driving around and they may, it may resonate with them. It may stick to their subconscious differently because they're listening to it only. So I think that the problem is that in, in this business, um, I'm not going to say artists need someone to hold their hand, but they just need to have different learning tools available because again, an artist may be like really excited to want to learn about the business and, and how to get their shit legit. But listening to something is, is, is not going to resonate with them. Reading something is not going to resonate with them. So that's why the, the big cash cow now is webinars. They want to see exactly, mm-hmm. you know, what it is that, that they, they can learn from because again, people, they, they it'll stick to them differently. So that's why I, myself, I personally, if I wanted, like I'm getting ready to study Python, I, they they're offering online courses. I'm a little nervous, but that's why I'm glad it's free. Because if it wasn't mm-hmm. free, I'd be a little bit upset. But I have a better learning experience in a classroom as opposed to being home with my little one running around and and being consistently distracted because of my motherhood duties. So, mm-hmm. so another person may say to me, "Oh, classroom? I could never do a classroom. Anyone?" But I, I'm just like my learning curve is different. So absolutely. Eventually, I, I believe that someday, um, you know, there will be a, a, like a meek mill to come out and say, this is exactly how I did it. But in another breath, I always say to people that we have the Internet. So the, the dope thing about the Internet is that you can easily like go ahead and, and research how an artist did it. So, you know, back in the day, we had behind exactly. the music and shit. We don't have behind the music anymore, so we can't see how Beyonce, you know, started from wherever. You know, yeah, we, true. We, we can't see that. So now we have a situation where, you know, we can track blueprints online. So I can type in, like I did uh, Childish Gambino. Um, I didn't know he was a comedian. I didn't know he was this. Everything. I didn't know he Everything. did all of that shit. <laughs> so I said, let me start from the beginning. And I started researching his blueprints of where he was online. So I, I started there and then you see how he promoted himself, that he went mm-hmm. to college radio stations. And then when you start realizing that this is a consistent thing with different artists, even writers, even photographers, some people may have got this start at someone's wedding and then they just happen to be a music executive or something and says, hey, I want you to shoot these people. So I, I definitely, yeah, I definitely mm-hmm. get that. I, people have to understand that 
the learning curve. They have to understand the learning curve of things. Yeah, and I, and I think to your to your point too is that I remember I remember hearing you say something a few weeks back uh, about some advice that your dad gave you about um, about the ways that you promote yourself and the ways that you manage yourself hasn't changed. Only the platforms have changed. Exactly. So if, you know what I mean. So I think that I think what people also need to understand is that you're giving yourself all this knowledge about how to be creative. Like if they want some reverb on their, on their, like if they're mixing and mastering their own projects, they want to know how to do reverbs, how, reverbs or how to do echoes or how to, how to time the beats correctly with metronomes and these types of things. Like if you have time to learn all that stuff about the creative process itself, definitely dedicate some of your time to learning how to market yourself, how to promote yourself. It's not as easy as just putting a project together and sending it out. Like you have to, have to, if you want to be successful, you have to have to know how to market every piece of content that you ever put out. And every piece of content needs to have its own story. It needs to have its own narrative. It needs to be able to resonate with people because people don't buy with their pockets. They buy from here. Mm -hmm. if, 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 somebody, if somebody likes you, if somebody, if somebody likes you as a person, they see some content and it really resonates with them, it hits close to home, whether you're making a love song or you're making a song about a homie that passed or you're just rapping about drugs and liquor, whatever the case may be, there has to be a narrative and specific direction to who's going to buy it in your market, who's going who's gonna to be interested per demographic. You may come to find out that 20 year old people under 20 you've been making your music for, but people over 30 are the ones that are actually vibing to it. Exactly. How do you take that information? How do you take that information and make it pal palatable to what you're doing? You know, and I, that's, that's probably the biggest downfall I think of musicians and creatives of that sense are they're so good. They can be so good at writing the rhymes and being on beat and, and knowing how to make things funny and being witty and punchlines and metaphors and, and the different flow structures, but then they just can't put it out because they didn't do the research on their own, you know? Yeah. So that's a big step in the game that I think is missing for sure. Or they can hire somebody that understands these things. And, Facts. you know, and I always say one of the problems I believe is that, you know, which is why I'm still actively developing this, but people just don't want to spend their money with the wrong people. And I think just, that's, just, yeah, that, that's like fair. one of the, one of the, the toughest things, you know, they, they, you'll get a DM, somebody will ask you, you know, Hey, uh, I have a Spotify promo for 30 bucks or whatever, but that artist, if that artist was knowledgeable, they would know that's not promotion. They would know that that's not marketing because I love to tease these guys that come into my DMs. They offer me Spotify promo. And I was like, okay, great. Um, so what do you need from me? And they're like, oh, I need, I, I need the cash app. Yeah, I have cash app and PayPal. I was like, what? You don't, you don't need my social media. You don't need my accounts. You don't need to review uh, how my following is. You don't need to see my Just last. Just swim lights. Yeah. I'm like, you don't need to see my last 30 days of, of analytics. You don't need. How, how are you going to promote something if you don't know my audience? And then I get blocked. But these are these are questions that you should be asking. <laughs> these are questions you should be asking, and 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 they Those are the right me. questions. Yeah, how are you going to promote mm -hmm. something? Because this is why I say when it comes to promotion and marketing, I said marketing is gathering the data. Promotion is promoting to the data that you got. So it, it's Facts. that simple. So if I'm making a song, like let's say look at Beyonce. Beyonce makes a song, Single Ladies, as a married woman. Okay. She puts that song out. 
Now, there wasn't no married people, married women playing that because they're married. So their husband yeah. looked at them like, what you mean, single ladies? Are you, I thought we got married. So Beyonce is smart. Beyonce is marketing to an audience of single women between the ages of 18 to 24, the demographics of usually, let's say, Miami, New York, California. Um, and then, of course, um, the I would say the ethnicity is mostly Hispanic and black. Black. Yep. I don't yep. even. I don't and even need to look at her analytics to, to to see that. You could just tell based on her engagement. Yep, it's true. And and the fact of the matter is, is that that piece of content, that single ladies piece of content, has a narrative behind it that is strong. It's very specific. It's very targeted, and she knows what she's doing. Of course, she has a unlimited amount of resources behind her. But yeah, if you don't know what you're doing, hire somebody that does. You know what I mean? Go through the people that does like I've I've always I've always been been like almost a student to the game of some of the stuff that you say in terms of like the back end of the industry and how like musicians should be and like the different ways to kind of monetize your business. Why do something for free if you could do the same thing and make a little money from it? Now you're gaining revenue in in your own right, whether that be podcasting or rapping or singing or dancing. Like why do it for free if there is a way for you to go about it and actually make some money into it and that's another thing that artists need to understand that if it's time and money, either you put the time in to learn the stuff that you need to learn or you invest the money into the right people to that, that'll lead you down the right direction and lead you down the right path and are solidified in the things that they do so that there's no questioning like their, their, you know, the way that they do things that there's no questioning their, their structure to how they, how they promote artists or market artists or whatever the case may be. It's either invest the time into learning it, or invest the money into somebody who knows how to do it. For sure. Exactly. Because, you know, these days you can't really go based on reviews because people buy reviews. Like I, I, I literally exactly. was in shock. Like I, I've been taking so many webinars um, yesterday. I just got off of this. And every, I think everybody knew that I, w- I was finished with a webinar because my mind was going like on, on ape shit. <laughs> I was on Twitter at three o'clock in the morning. Yo, did y'all know that it's the so I'm sitting there, I'm saying to myself, wait a minute. Like I'm, I'm talking to a bunch of people at three o'clock in the morning about how analytics on Instagram works and, and how hashtags and nobody's awake to read it. So I, I, I called up all my peoples. I said, look, I'm going to start every week. I'm going to be starting like. Uh, a weekly, uh, you know, swagadential address and, and just talk to everybody that <laughs> I like and just say, look, I, I did a webinar and it was dope. And I learned so much about Instagram yesterday. Yeah, 75 bucks for two hours. But I felt like it was very informative that now when I look at my analytics and I'm like, oh, those hashtags that I chose and measured and did all my shit got 3000 engagement. And, you know, I had a, about 50 people visit my page because of these these hashtags that I studied. And now I'm like, I can be beneficial to my people who who don't understand, you know, the basics of Instagram because people think it's mm-hmm. I'm just going to take these hashtags and post it on this picture. And that's it. And and you're like, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hashtags with a million in it. And you only have 76 followers. Like that's, are not gonna, that's not it. it just goes down so quick it just goes down so quick nobody ever gets to see it it's true yeah i said i said true. i think i said uh, um i said did you guys and I, I was like flipping out I said, did you guys know that the hashtag producer has 353 posts per hour <laughs> and like two likes people were like what what is Migs talking about i said oh i'm sorry i forgot y'all wasn't in this webinar with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah hashtag producer hashtag 
new business hashtag like any of these generic unless you have millions of followers even it then, is not gonna you work kinda, yeah it's not gonna work unless you get a top post yep it's not gonna work it's, it's not, not gonna, gonna hit work. the explorer it's page so it's like it's, it's just so weird that you know and it bothers me but i do understand like everybody can't have all the sauce we know that because then everybody would be Absolutely. winning and you know i wouldn't mind everybody winning but it's just like mathologically like mathematically like not correct that, that we all cannot win some people will get ahead further than others, but, you know, others that are very stubborn and, you know, they just want to do whatever they want to do. I'm like, you guys stay in your corner. That's cool. Let us big boys and girls play over here. But absolutely. absolutely. It's like there's so like people say, oh, nobody, you know, the industry is not telling us what to do. The next steps. I'm like, they they are. You just don't want to pay for it. <laughs> just don't exactly. Or, you, or you're not listening close enough because people be dropping some gems and. You're too busy thinking about something else that you don't, you're not even receiving the free one. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, the, the sauce, like the sauce is available. You just have to come with a spoon. And if you, yeah. if you just having with a plate thinking that people going to just give you the sauce, you, you got to create your own pot. Like you got to do your own skillet. And, and I, I learned this a long time ago because, you know, we all know, you know, I, I hate the fact that I like myself as an artist, I should have listened to my dad and I'll tell everybody that I should have listened to my dad. He had a method of madness that was insane. And it was all about the perspective of visual. Okay. Now you think people walk around Instagram with fake money to their ear with something. No, my, my dad, when I, I was telling a couple of artists, the sauce I had, I said, look, my dad, he would get a new artist. He would go to the mall. He'd pay like 10 girls. Look, while he's in this store, I want you to roll up on him screaming and crying and, and begging for his autograph. Oh, you think they're going to turn down a hundred bucks each? I don't think so. So nope. then he would give a couple of other dudes here. I want you to roll up on him with this camera and act like a reporter. So this artist is in the store looking at sneakers. These girls come running. Oh my God. So what happened? Everybody around him like, who was who he? Yeah. Oh my God. Like, and he's yeah. like, Oh, they're like, so then my dad would roll up, you know, mink coat, you know, his pajamas underneath. <laughs> he wearing his pajamas underneath, no suit or nothing. But he's like, oh, hey, hey, stay back real quick. You know, these people. And they're like, oh, my God. Like, who is he? Where is he from? Oh, he's from overseas. He's just over here buying some shoes. But if y'all want, um, here's his, his album and stuff. And then they, that that perspective. Yep. See, you can't yep. do that today. People are a little, little trash can. What, what, what city are you from? Hold on. <laughs> you, can't, you can't even do that. Little trash can. <laughs> can't do that today. So everybody's fact checking this shit. But back then, that's how we got ahead back then. It was all about the perspective of things. The label gave you a budget. Part of your marketing mm-hmm. was about what was in person, which was going to the mall, setting up the table, having the CDs out on the table, having taken pictures with people. See, that's what's different now. And now that we're, we can, it's been totally eliminated. You're only allowed to promote yourself online, even as a celebrity. Mm-hmm. How do you yep, feel about true. all of these artists going live and, and all this stuff? Like, how is, is that like impacting how you do business or if it's, is it impacting you at all? So yeah, it definitely, it definitely has impacted me in terms of like how we, how our business model creates. Cause we're actually like in person, we get a photographer to come and do things. Um, on the music side, it hasn't really done much because most of the music stuff that we do are album reviews or like, uh, we do this like in the life of editorial where we basically start from the beginning. We do all of our research from beginning to modern day times. And then we editorialize that with different pieces of content and different videos and different albums that they've released throughout the years. Um, Typically, I've, I've done a lot of stuff with musicians that 
have been in the game for a really long time. So the process can be a little tedious, but at the end result of that, it's like you have something that's very special to an artist. Um, people going live and doing things because of the whole COVID thing, I think is, is essential for the most part, because it's like, how else are you going to build the brand? How else are you going to be able to like connect with the people? However, I think that people should be taking more time and like rethinking their ideas and see if things are working. Like, okay, is what I'm doing working right now? Or is it, or should I take it to the next level? Or should I just do something different completely? Right now, people should be sitting back and just taking it all in and understanding what their direction is, writing out their mission statements, writing out their business plans, having a strict, very tunnel vision of what they wanna incorporate into their next steps of their business or their artistry. Um, I love the fact that everybody's coming together. We just had an interview uh, with a creative out of Seattle who, talk, who was talking about like, he's never, people didn't even think in their, in their heads that this was a, a tool that they can utilize. And even when this is over, I feel like people are going to continue to utilize that and base their strategy more around 50% internet, 50% in real life, rather than the 80% in real life, 20% internet. Like people just post stuff on Instagram just for content, period. Like whether it's their video, whether it's photos of them, they just do it and they don't know the direction of it. Now, because they have no choice but to sit down and like learn how these things work, it's a great time for them to build their business model in a different light and, and be able to touch people in the same way as they would if, if we were in regular days, regular times before COVID. So coming out of this, I think that people are gonna be way more in tune of how to connect with people intimately doing, doing social media rather than just posting stuff because they need to stay up to date on what the times is. So what do you think, um after COVID, like what, what are some of your plans um, for your company? And, and, you know, hopefully if we get uh, let out of a lot of, let out of our rooms, God, please, we, we, we learned our lesson. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what are some of your goals um, moving forward? Hopefully after this, this COVID stuff is over. Um, we're just building. Uh, I've spent a lot of this time during the COVID kind of just connecting with different individuals before COVID was even a thing. I was, uh, I think, I had three, four, I had seven people that were on the team. Now we've expanded to about 11, mm -hmm. just, just by connecting with different people and saying like, yo, you do something crazy, you do something great. Like once this is all over, we can start just building and building and building. Um, getting back to the normal for me would be just having the photographers like getting all the brand work. A lot of the stuff that we do in Vancouver and Seattle is more so based around the fashion world. So. Uh, designer would come to us. He'd say, "Hey, I have this new collection. I need two models. I need a location. I need a a, a mood board, um, just to get a, a feel of which direction I want to go in." And literally piecing together what their marketing strategy will be for the new collection that they that they have. Unfortunately, as of now, we can't do that because models don't want to go out. In Vancouver, you get fined a thousand dollars if you're in a group bigger than two people on the street. Like this is a literal thing in Vancouver, BC. So there's not that intimate person to person connection. But as soon as this is all over, we are going right back to it. I have a list of people that are ready to shoot as soon as this is over. We made sure to tell them like, yo, once this breaks, we're gonna hit the ground running once again. We're gonna start doing more stuff. And on the East Coast, I like to do more of the hip hop affiliation stuff. I like to keep fashion on the West and hip hop in the East, but they mix and match depending on, on, on who's what. We do fashion in the East and hip hop on the West, but I like to, 80% hip hop on the East and then 80% hip hop here and then 20% of each. But um, 
I'm just I'm just excited to get back to it and and literally just start creating more imagery, uh, putting people's mood boards, bringing it to life, making sure that they get exactly what they want and exactly what they were looking for out of our services, and just literally get them one after another, one after another. So once this all breaks, I'm going to be back to normal running, running a hundred miles an hour, but it's something that I'm looking forward to for sure. Yeah, I I know. Like I, <laughs> let me tell you, I have so many things planned. Um, I, I definitely feel that a lot of us are not going to take, you know, the freedom for granted anymore because Absolutely. I, I'm an introvert and I hate using that term, but it's true. Um, I've been invited to so many places and I'm just like, uh, oh, you're canceling? <laughs> you're going to cancel? Oh, that's so sad. You know, I'm like, <laughs> so no, but I, I figured I was like, I, I, um, this is not really, I would say, affecting me per se um, business wise, because obviously I've always ran business from home. But one of the, the things that I, I spoke with my dad about and I said, you know, dad, when this is all over, I want to get a, a location. I want to get a spot. And, um, you know, I was relying on other people. Just I was like, let me just put my little corner in your corner and let's have a big ass corner. But I was like, you know what? I, I kind of want to have my own space and, and you know, photography, video, um, radio, podcasting and recording studio all in one. Um, sounds like a Sims house, but it's not. Um, <laughs> but my but that's like one of my goals so that I, I can have like my home away from home, but also open it up to the public and, and get to know people and. You know, I, I really feel like most of us will, you know, take this time and, and say, you know, there may not be another time. You know, we, we're a lot of us are aging. I see a lot of celebrities are aging during this process. I've grown a couple of grays. Oh, the gray. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just I've like, I really it's like, you know, I, I got to start taking life by the horns and stop living in fear and worrying about competition and just try to, you know, break bread with as many people as I can. And um, I, I, I personally, you know, I'm grateful you know, I was just talking about you today to my cousin, too. I was like, oh, my God. So he went on Instagram. Right. And and yeah, because he came to me and he said, which I felt so happy to say it. He was like, you know, I have an artist and I want you to help me put together her marketing campaign um, when her EP drops. And, you know, I need to know if you know any blogs. And I was like, I know a guy like I can finally say, I know a guy that can help us out. You know, So I was like, yeah, if her, if her budget is right, let's get it together. So, you know, I myself, I, I feel excited because. You know, our union, um, I, I first of all, I was blown away when I looked at your website. I was like, oh, my gosh, he's so humble. Like, you, you're, that makes my website look like shit. But <laughs> I just was like, wow. I was like, I, I'm, and just to see the expansion from the little time that we've met and see the growth that's happening. You know, I love to see companies that are growing right before my eyes. And I, I believe we both are growing. You saw me go through a rebrand recently. So. Um, Absolutely. I, I personally, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited and, you know, I think that your story is going to help a lot of artists not, not only a understand how difficult it is for us uh, cr content creators, because that's what we are still. Um, mm -hmm. But also for them to understand that our hearts are in this. You know, some people are doing this for money. We are in the passion of this as artists, as uh, musicians. I'm not going to say ex artists because the art is always going to be there in everything we do. Absolutely. Absolutely. But for us to be in this and combating the the fakes, the people that are only about the money, only about uh, preying on these individuals, hopefully we'll be able to lasso them and say, hey, look, you know, this is a good corner. This is a good group of people to work with because your brand speaks for itself. And it does really do feel like a family company. I, I really do see that. 
Yeah. And I mean, that's just the biggest thing about it. It's like all these different things when people are trying to worry about the monetary value every second of the day, or they're just trying to make a quick buck. It's like those people are just flashing the pan. They're not real. They're just here for a season, gone next season. Like this is about longevity. If you want people to be interested in what you're doing, you have to be interested in what they're doing on the level that doesn't have any type of monetary value attached to it. Like you have to be with it. Like I can, I can shoot, I can, I can shoot you something real quick. Or do you want me to really prepare you for what's going on? Like I could have a model, just throw your shirt on. I could have an artist just send over a track and I can put something janky together. Like, no, this is about growth and longevity and really showing people that there are people like you and I in this world, in this industry, in our communities that care about the artistry itself and not just looking to make a quick buck. But at the same time, we also have a very valuable product, valuable services. Like we're, we're, we're top tier, top notch in what we do. You know what I mean? So that is a, a double, a, a two sorted, if you, if you'd say, because not only do we care about what you have, but we have the experience behind us that can push you to certain places that you wouldn't be able to reach outside of, or not as easily, or you don't have the knowledge of it. Like the artists definitely have to understand that we care and, and are legitimately implanted into this artist art game. And it's not a joke. It's not something we're just trying to get, get rich quick scheme. Like this is actually who we are as people. And we just want to grow just like every other artist or every other content creator wants to grow. So it's very important for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would say that the same way that artists feel like they're being shitted on by the industry, you have us that are trying to give artists and make artists feel like that celebrity that they can be, that they are. We're trying to give you that experience because even if you never make it in your eyes, some like some people's eyes, making it is being blown up and all this shit. You should have an experience as a big timer. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I treat... Absolutely every single person that comes across me my platform like the celebrities that they that they are you know and if they're shitting on you and you're shitting on us this is a whole lot of shit (laughs) (laughs) how does that work somebody please explain to me how that works (laughs) watch some smart ass say oh they'll, they'll turn it into something philosophical in the comments and say some shit like oh well you know shit turns to compost and then flowers can grow from that like yeah all right good luck with that you know how long you have to wait for shit to break down to be compost come on i ain't got that time <laughs> no, i ain't got enough us, time yeah, don't, don't, don't give us let us have a philosophical moment okay but <laughs> <laughs> yo it's such facts such facts but and i think that people don't realize too like when you're an artist that People like us thinks are a dime are not a dime a dozen. It's like so far in between because everybody wants to just get that quick hit. And we're like, dude, we want to grow you and we want to grow within our own right. And like this is this means a lot to us. Like what we do means a lot to us. So when people shit on me, like we were saying earlier in the interview about how people don't, you know, show up or they want to be late or they just want to play around and they and they don't want to be you know, doing the things that they need to do to succeed or get to that next level. It's like, bye. I appreciate the people that actually care about what they're doing and everybody can grow. I can write reviews for you. And then, and then the back end, I'm, I get something because now I have content of my own, just like you did with your homie, right? I can do, exactly. you can write four, you can write four reviews. It's, there's this 
mutual gain here. It's not just about the money. I don't gain anything if I can't help somebody grow in the best of my ability. And that's really what true artistry and true professionalism comes down to is that I can't, I can't get anywhere if I don't really put everything I have into this. So people got to understand, stop shitting on people that are trying to help you out. Stop shitting on people that you think aren't on your level, because you know what, when they, when they, when you see them doing this, they're going to remember that your ass didn't show up. So I'm I'm going to take the DM and I'm going to frame it. Like, Hey, wait wait a minute. You it's like, you see this? This is going to be like my MTV crib style crib. Like, hold on. Remember, I framed this. Remember, you said that I wasn't, I wasn't hot 97, right? Okay. Well, I ain't hot 97. I'm mixed radio. Bye. <laughs> so to close the show, I asked you before the show, um, the two songs um, that you chose to close out your episode. Can you tell us a little bit about them? The two songs, say it again. The two songs that um, we chose uh, to close out your episode. Did you pick two songs? Did I tell you about that? Uh, I did. I'm not sure if you told me about it or not, but two songs, <laughs> just like mainstream songs. No, um, well, every episode when we close the show, um, I like to put two songs in the end for people to vibe to, to, to come down from the high from the okay. interview. So if you, it could be anyone, it could be mainstream. It could be unsigned. What, what are two songs that you would like to be played following this interview okay so we'll do i'll do one of each i'll do one of each so for uh for the underground track i would say you can do um do tribe side by seven tribes i've been bumping that thing like forever i like at least once a week i love that song to death uh so it's tribe side it's t-r-i-i-i-b-e and then side is S I I I D E, but it's uh it's by Seven Tribes. Okay. And um and um. Whew, mainstream song that we can go out to. I would say. Uh, what's the Nipsey Hustle song with um with Belly in it? What do you say? Turn oh. seven to a fourteen. 14 to a whole thing. Oh, I got it. I got to no. Google it. Damn, it's at the tip of my tongue. Yeah, what is it? It's a, um, <laughs> oh my God, I listen to this song all the time too. <laughs> but yeah, if you find, if you find the, the Nipsey Hustle song with, with Belly as an artist in it, like Belly is the feature on it, that is like these two songs from one underground, one mainstream, like these are stay in rotation on my playlist. What the hell is that thing called? You're on the hotspot, that's why. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I guarantee you, once we get out, once we get off this, I'm like, oh, of course that's what it was. Shit. Is it called Double Up? Double Up. Okay, cool. Yes, thank yes. You, so you, Tribe Google. Side by Seven Tribes and Double Up by Nipsey, for sure. <laughs> All right, cool. I was like, damn, I, I thought I, I told you about the two songs. That's okay, that's okay. No, you probably did. You probably did. I'm the one that's scattered brain. No, but you shit, you, so, be yeah, sending, you be sure. sending me some hot music. Um, the next punchline, <laughs> the next punchline is gonna be dope. Now that I fixed all this encoder shit that I was having, I didn't want to be all lagged out online. So <laughs> no, nah, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I'm and I and I'm definitely I'm definitely down as soon as you start getting that up and running consistently again, and all the problems are fixed. You know, I'm gonna be in that chat room. So we gonna go. Well, the next thing is coming is is my laptop, my my new laptop that I have. I think it's just because my computer was out is out of date and this it can't take all that bandwidth of heat. So I, I said, gotcha. okay, that that's cool. I'll be on caffeine TV for now until then. 
until it comes in. Okay. If they ever send okay, it, because I'm still waiting for a couple of packages. <laughs> well, good luck. <laughs> Damn, COVID-19 is ruining my, my shopping experience. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on, too. Uh, let me let me escape one second. Hold on, one, one second. <laughs> oh, I need to show you this. <laughs> Where is it? Uh, I think it's right here. I just had it on today. Is it what I think it is? Oh, it is what I think it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, never mind. I, I had it somewhere. I was literally. He'll send, literally he'll, he'll, he'll send a picture. He'll, he'll send a picture for you guys. Yeah, I'll send, I'll, I'll send, I'll send a picture. Literally, yo, I had it on today and I was like, yeah, I should rock this. I was going to take a picture and do some content with it. And it just like escaped my mind. I'm scatterbrained as to- shit. I, you know, I totally forgot about that shit too. I was like, wait a minute. I know. Oh, that's okay. We'll, 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 we'll show it in like the little corner. I was like, yeah, this is what we wanted to show you. Yeah, there we go. I got you. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I definitely, you know, I want to thank you for taking the time out. I, I know, you know, you got the little one. I got my little one running around all crazy. And uh, mm-hmm. that the dog and the cat and the, the fish out here. <laughs> uh, that fish makes noise but um yeah well it makes noise too shit <laughs> <laughs> but you know for you to, to take the time out to sit down with me and, and for us to politic and, and talk about some important situations going on in the business it definitely means so much to me and um just give everybody your the best way to reach you uh so if you want to reach the famco marvin riles literally on instagram at the famco the famco and you can check us out online on our website as well which is the famcollective.com t h e f a m collective.com you can check us out there for sure yeah so if you guys look at the bottom of the screen i'm going to be posting that right now at the famco that's on instagram and um www.thefamcollective.com make sure you guys tune into everything that he's doing he's just doing such an amazing job helping the underground for the culture and um of course i'm going to be working in symmetry with him so if you guys need if you can't get to him because you can't remember the, the the information definitely get at me you know put the weed down we got you don't worry and uh, we'll make sure to with that you guys are heavily, heavily supported by two dope people and growing. Well, actually, 11 on his side and just little old me right now. <laughs> well, me, 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 we don't get that. Me and 759. But, you know, after this COVID stuff, I'm telling you, we're going to be linking up. We're going to be creating such a great, great, great platform for you guys to to be able to build off of. And again, Marvin, I thank you so much. You You have done such a great service. To the underground, I've done jeweled and everything. The underground community. <laughs> so good. We, we, we definitely appreciate your, your um, I'm very thankful for your service of everything that you do for us and, and the community. And we pray that, you know, this whole thing goes over so we can be able to go to some yacht parties and industry parties and we can, hold, yeah. we can hold up some dollars in our ears and saying, what, what? Like, you know, we're doing that. <laughs> you already know. Let me get the fake ones out. We can just roll it up real quick. Well, Keep after this, them. after this COVID, uh, it might be some real ones. So y'all, y'all better stay hey, tuned. Hey, <laughs> I'm with that. You already know. I'm with that for sure. But no, I really, I appreciate you, Minx, and I appreciate what you do for the culture as well. I am looking forward to connecting and doing more work and just collaborating on a bunch of different stuff. Uh, come the next few months for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, as always, you know, my phone is always on 
and you can always reach out to me and keep sending me some dope ass music. You definitely have, <laughs> you have a great ear. So hey, you know I got you. So following um this interview, guys, you guys are gonna be tuned are you gonna be listening to the two songs that Marvin um selected? And we thank you so much for tuning into the Ming Show podcast, Reloaded, and we will see you in the internet streets. <laughs> You know it. <laughs> see you, Minx. All right, see you. Thank you so much. You already know. No problem. Love, hate, peace, war, money, drugs, sex is all I see. Hate, love, war, peace, drugs, money, sex is all I see. My up north brothers ain't nothing to fuck with. My down south brothers ain't nothing to fuck with. My west side brothers ain't nothing to fuck with. My east side. And yo, we shine like the center of the galaxy That hate brings my high down smoking with no gravity Decapitating people daily That ain't on the daily news Your favorite rapper lying He don't care, he want views I had to let him know It's gonna take a lifetime just to conquer my soul Nothing left in my right mind I can let it go Fuck cops, we gon' ride on a mini mighty mo No beast when it's war I ain't fucking with the law In the belly of the beast Where the lions don't sleep So be careful if you sheep Cause them wolves gon' eat Got a scheme to lower the crime rate They bark at us They offer officer No Righteousness, your life's dismissed. We want justice, but life's a bitch. That's a cold way you're living when you chill like this. So that's a cold way you're living when you chill like this. Uh, live, love, hate, peace, war, money, drugs, sex is all I see. Hate, love, war, peace, drugs, money, sex is all I see. My up north brothers ain't nothing to fuck with. My down south brothers ain't nothing to fuck with. My west side brothers ain't nothing to fuck with. My east side. Hop in the whip and I'm riding till the wheels fall off. All them fake motherfuckers been cut off. Watching from afar while we shine like stars. Don't get involved. Might send you up to guard you niggas off. Lyrical warfare, you already in our crosshairs. Get shot from all angles. All I need is a flick of the finger to dismember your existence. My team is too persistent. Get off in an instant. Declare war. My militants gon' frenzy. Private property, so keep out. Careful what you speak about and where you speak out. You should know that we wow. Knock you out your shoes and leave your feet. Surrounded by the darkness, yo, I slowly built a ladder, raised my heart, I couldn't fit it, lock my spirit up inside a cage, if only I could find another way, a higher purpose, spend a lot of days wasted, doing nothing, feeling worthless, suckers talk a lot of shit, but I don't pay them no mind, I keep it pushing, they be slacking, better get on your grind, and seem the more you understand about this world and how it works, the more receptive you become to all deception that you learn, is like a constant cycle, bullshit, if you ask me, I can't believe these people can't see, it starts at your home, you feed it to your kids, it's playing on your radio, you smoke it in your six. your life is getting Drain, yo, I tell it how it is If you ain't ready for that truth Better duck for cover Quick Uh-huh From Germany to New Jeru It's the tribe with the three eyes And the seven Shooting with the optics Straight aiming for a heaven A lot of little girly sexing Brothers flexing Everyone is texting What's going on? It's hard to see Illuminati on a mental killing spree With all this technology Ignorant you proud to be With all that animosity Living tragedy Uplift your strategy You looking at me like you mad at me My G Work too much Out of touch system Figuring on a clutch Life's rough Cause you living how they want you to Live your dream Follow your heart fool Let it go and don't be scared Stuck in your parents Waits for years Life's a trick Don't let the heart be Skip cause you love, hate, peace, war, money, drugs, sex is all I see. Hate, love, war, peace, drugs, money, sex is all I see. My up north brothers ain't nothing to fuck with. My down south brothers ain't nothing to fuck with. My west side brothers ain't nothing to fuck with. My east side. There's seven different.
different levels The devil worshipping in his meat Heavenly finessing Cause Pepper's zesting the pedigree My voice is like sex So you better have one the rest of me She got a fetish for fuck-ups I got some felonies Ah, that pussy fresh or I break it in like a burglary Never moving with urgency Love had never occurred to me Till we fuck like it was war Man, that's war to me Peace, peace from Jersey down to Germany I'm up early cause I fuck with the birds Money's my main concern Bitch is my favorite word I tend to give them more strokes than they deserve Choking on your earth and she loving the way it hurts Optimism isn't something pushing, that's a shame Foolish paramedics, now I'm believing healing ain't the same Take time and honor every single cell within your veins Cause honestly, they'd rather see you sell the dead or even slain And that's just for the money, sex is all internal fame Man, that shit is real as fire coursing through that devil's veins Like murdering a part of me will make you fully you You must have lost yourself within that battle, shorty, what it do? Uh, sling slang and pussy sex sells to the masses Martin slapping Gina, compilation full of asses And we ain't never stressing, long as people think we fashion Trending topic of the day, third eye Margella patches Slick as Rick is trying to pick our people up Third rock from the sun, earth, wind and fire Boy, Gaia born, you know what's up Love, hate, peace, war, money, drugs, sex Here's all I see, hate, love, war, peace, drugs, money, sex Here's all I see, my up north brothers Ain't nothing to fuck with My down south brothers Ain't nothing to fuck with My west side brothers Ain't nothing to fuck with My east side Dreams come true, my life. 
life in diamonds. Who knew? Who knew? Dreams come true, my life in diamonds. 